0: from the Alan Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
1: Shot clock is off. 15 seconds to play. Zags will back off. The Baylor fans cheer in Indianapolis. A season of joy ends with a national championship for the Baylor Bears. Baylor over Gonzaga in the title game. 86-70, the final
0: score. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alliance Bank of Central Texas, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. And John, it wasn't even close. I mean, this game was a
2: blowout. Baylor came out of the gate, established its dominance, went up by 19. Gonzaga makes a nice run as you would expect him to and every
1: after every run the Bears separated the Bears separated and then ultimately they go on to win by 16. This is the best college basketball team in the
0: country not even close. Stay connected with the voice of the Bears on Twitter on Instagram and on Snapchat at voice of Bears.
1: And uh, what a wonderful thing and John they are as they do after every game, win or loss, giving thanks, praying as a team, their arms are
0: locked together, and that's Baylor culture, John. Jesus, others,
1: you, buddy. Absolutely, that's the joy. Word of prayer, arms in the air, and they celebrate a national championship. Baylor wins over Gonzaga tonight, 86 to 70. What a scene on the floor here inside Lucas Oil Stadium.
0: Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton.
1: I like cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. That's a fun memory. The final four last year in Indianapolis. Of course, Scott Drew and the Bears national champions from a year ago. And Aaron and I was uh, working on, you know, the show open for today. And I thought, what can we use? What can we use? You know, there's always a lot of good options. I thought, you know what? Final Four weekend. Let's go back to last year's Final Four weekend.
3: That's right. And we have a a really cool sounding drop that I love. And I've loved hearing for the past year uh, where our voice guy says, The defending national champion, (laughs) Baylor Bears. Yep. And we can use that through Monday's show.
1: Through another three days, right? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Until until a new
3: champion is crowned Monday night. Yep. You will be hearing our voice guy saying the defending national champion, Baylor Bears.
1: Play it as much as you can. (laughs) But you know what? That's never going away. Nope. Baylor will be that's the twenty twenty-one exactly right. national champions. And that's
3: all you gotta do. Yeah. You know, home of the twenty you just change that, it to that's exactly home of the twenty twenty one or twenty 2020, twenty yeah, twenty twenty-one national champion, yeah. Baylor Bears. Yeah.
1: That would be, yeah, that that's absolutely accurate. And uh, may not be the after Monday won't be the defending national champions, right. but nobody's taking that away. No, nobody's no. taking that away. Yeah. That's why some coaches they don't like to refer to it as defending their championship. Mm-hmm. They rather say we won that championship. It's locked away. We got the trophy. Yeah, we don't We've have won to defend that. it. they are going for the, another one, right? Right, they're, they're not, not taking our trophy. are defending that <laughs> one, you know? So that's, uh, that's another way to, uh, to look at that.
3: That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: it's accurate. Well, uh, fun weekend ahead with the uh, Final Four for the women tonight, the two semifinals tonight, championship on Sunday for the men, the national semifinals tomorrow, and then the championship game on Monday. And I really have been, uh, in my mind, Aaron, kind of, Running back through all right, where were we uh this day last year? Well, we were in Indianapolis the whole time. <laughs> so
3: it's still surreal to think about it, you yeah, know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's a great memory. It is such a great memory.
3: This time last year, yeah, I was getting ready, you know, counting down the minutes basically until Baylor played Houston. Yeah. You know, yeah. which is a big deal for me for a number That's of reasons. Right. Obviously yeah. because I'm a Baylor fan and have been my entire life, but also because uh you know, the assistant head coach is my brother in law for yeah. Houston. And yeah. uh, that's I, big. You know, it was, uh, it ended up not being fun for my sister. And, yeah. you know, the, but I mean, they had a great run, then had another great run this year to the Elite Eight. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, it's just weird to think about that. A year ago, I was waiting on Baylor and Houston, just saying, I can't believe that they're meeting, you know, talking with her, yeah. in uh, the final te- four. texting, you know, saying, Hey, can you believe that Baylor and Houston are going to be playing in the Final Four? Yeah. Never would have imagined it.
1: That's a great memory, really yeah. is. Yep. Uh, Kelvin Sampson, by the way, named the AP National, National Coach of the Year today. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, great honor there.
3: Absolutely well deserved. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, uh, and one thing I didn't know about his coaching record is he lost in the Elite Eight, obviously this year. Mm-hmm. That's the fir- to Villanova. He was six and zero in the Elite Eight before. Wow. That. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. Six and zero. So that's a great record. Yeah.
1: All right, uh, so here we are uh, with the games tomorrow. Kansas-Villanova is the first game. North Carolina-Duke the second game. Uh, to most of the world, yes, there is a second game. It's not all North Carolina and Duke. But, uh, man, all the attention really focused on the Tar Heels and the Blue Devils tomorrow with Coach K, you know, and his last season and then first time. Isn't that amazing? First time ever that North Carolina and Duke have met in not the Final Four, but in the NCAA tournament. They've, they've met, you know, it's 250-some meetings all time, but first time ever in the NCAA tournament. Isn't that amazing?
3: It really is. You would think at some point, yeah. you know, since they're usually both in there every year. Right. But but then when you think about it, the, the committee probably goes out of their way to put them in different regions, obviously. Sure. Um. So it would have had to have been a year where they both made the Final Four. And even though they both do that, Uh, You know, a lot. It's still not every year. So, you know, just uh, kind of uh, the randomness of when and how often you make it. it, I kind of understand it, you know. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. For that reason, you know, being conference rivals, you know, the committee tries to separate them as much as possible. So uh, for that. But, you know, with all those meetings, uh, now this year they get the uh, rubber match uh north carolina or duke won the first meeting in chapel hill uh north carolina won the second meeting in durham and now here's the rubber match coming up coach k's next loss will be the end of his coaching career all that stuff riding on it you know if i'm kansas and villanova i don't mind that one bit because really the bright light the the brightest light Mm -hmm. is on that game north carolina and duke
3: well and you know um coach k's last game they got They got trucked by North Carolina. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. It wasn't close. Right. And and North Carolina was in control of that the entire game. And someone brought up a point on uh, Barton Hobbs, the uh, show that's on before you on ESPN, Uh that I thought was a great point. That's a lot of pressure on those Duke players, especially considering that almost all of them, and and especially the entire starting lineup, are true freshman yeah you know so they've got the weight of not only being in a final four and trying to win a national championship but trying to win it for coach k in his very last year and who knows how that could affect them you know i mean that's a that's a lot you've already got so much on you being in the final four and then add that on top you know will it make a difference will it affect the way they play i'm not saying it did in that north carolina game for sure but I mean, I kind of think it did.
1: Could have been. Yeah, it yeah, could have been a huge factor. I mean, that's a lot of pressure. You're talking about Coach K, 42 years, his last game in Cameron Indoor. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure on those Duke players. It
3: did not go well.
1: I know. And, uh, again, credit North Carolina, and we saw them up close and personal. So uh, so that's the matchups. The two games coming up tomorrow uh, from uh, Caesar Superdome, where we were on January 1st with the uh, All-State Sugar Bowl, which was fun. Certainly we were hoping it would be a double you know, to go to the Superdome for, uh, you know, for a New Year's Day bowl game and then go back in April for the Final Four. Didn't happen from a Baylor perspective. But uh, I'm listening to, you know, interviews and and uh, guys talk about their trip to New Orleans. Hey, where are you staying? Well, we're at the Hilton uh, Riverfront. And I said, oh, yeah, I know right where that is. <laughs> it's three years, you know, I kind of kind of know that area pretty well. Uh another guy was talking about hitting Harris as soon as they get into town and Harris is right down there on the water also so uh I haven't been in but I know right where it is so um so that'll be fun to watch. All right, you want to pick you want to pick winners, you and I? Sure. And let's do this. Let's pick winners for Saturday mm-hmm. semifinals mm-hmm. and then come Monday we'll pick the national championship winner. Okay. How about that? All we right. don't have to pick all 3 of those games right now. Okay. All right, first game Kansas Villanova
3: uh, if Villanova hadn't lost their second leading score,
1: yes
3: yeah, uh, I would probably pick Villanova and I'm still kind of want to, but really? I think Kansas wins.
1: Yeah. I do too. I, I pick Kansas and I wholeheartedly am cheering for them. You know, sometimes, you know, being a big 12 school, sometimes you, you think, oh yeah, well you'll p- pick the big 12 school. Well, Yeah, usually, but also I look at it through the lens of, you know, what's best for Baylor? You know, what's best for Baylor? And I just think a Big 12 school, uh, you know, uh, representing the league that Baylor's in, I'm pulling for them. You know, I Mm. am wholeheartedly pulling for them. Plus, I know those guys, you know, who do the broadcast, know them very, very well. So I am wholeheartedly pulling for Kansas. And I'll, well, I won't say that. About Monday, but I, I will pick Kansas over Villanova. Remember the last time they played in the Final Four, 2018? Villanova smacked them. It oh, was shit. 22 to 4 to start the game. Nova hit 18 threes in the game, 12 in the first half, mm-hmm. and it wasn't even close. It was right. like 95 to 79, I think, was the final score, and it wasn't really that close.
3: Right. I don't think the Villanova offense is Mm -hmm. to that level this year right and i think kansas is kansas offense is Mm -hmm. um they're so good you know and uh, but seeing them in the final four just makes me think again you know what could have been oh i know exactly so close and you know some injuries but you know those things happen that's why you know a lot of teams have not gotten to where they thought they may have gotten. That's right. It derails a
1: lot of teams on the road to the final four injuries do. And uh, certainly a factor for Baylor this year. All right. So we both pick uh, Kansas over Villanova, Uh, North Carolina, Duke. What do you think?
3: North Carolina, they're, they're both playing great. Right. I mean, obviously they all four teams are, they made it to the final four, but they're all four teams. You know, they didn't, barely get there yeah. in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight. Right, you know, I mean, right. they...
1: that They're rolling. Yes. I mean, every every team A- there is all rolling. All four teams,
3: absolutely, yeah. are, are playing very, very... Well, not not very good. All four teams are playing great basketball. And I wanted to pick North Carolina. That was my first instinct. But thinking about it, Duke has four first-round picks on that yeah. roster. <laughs> right. And, and, and the fifth guy is expected to go in the second round in most mock drafts or three and two, something like that. Mm. But the entire lineup is going to get drafted Sheesh. just about. right. Uh, they've got more talent and better coaching, and that's not a shot at Hubert Davis. It's just a tribute to Coach K and yeah. how great he is. Yeah, Hubert Davis is so, in his first year. Right. As great as North Carolina's playing and as talented as they are, Duke's got more talent and better coaching. Uh, it pains me to say it, but I'm taking Duke, and then I'm taking Duke.
1: Yeah. Are you on Monday? Yeah, Duke yeah. And
3: Kansas, and I think it'll be a great game. But yeah. I think Coach K goes out with a championship and uh, it just makes my you know, have you ever heard the expression right sour stomach? Yeah. <laughs> just I saying do, I that do. gives me a sour stomach. I, and I think Coach K is a great guy. I just I'm not, you know, like Colin Coward says, I root for greatness. I me mean, not so much. <laughs> I don't like seeing the same teams win year after right. year and and especially if it's a team that I think and I think I, I don't want to put words in Scott Drew's mouth, but I think Coach Drew also and the players on that team that year think kept them from a national title, you know, when they when they played them in the Elite Eight down yeah. in Houston. So that's part of it. But I just get tired of, you know, seeing the same teams win a lot. Yeah. Uh, when it's not Baylor. If it's Baylor, I don't care. They can win, a win everything. Right.
1: I, I feel the same way you do. I would like to pick North Carolina. I think in a normal situation, I would pick North Carolina in this game, having seen them and seen what they did to Baylor. And, um, uh, you know, they're on a roll. But, but again, everybody's on a roll. But I just think the, the Mike Krzyzewski, you know, uh, culmination tour is in high gear. <laughs> and I think um, – uh, I just think I think Duke's going to beat North Carolina. I think Duke will win on Saturday, and uh, then it'll be Duke and Kansas, and then we'll look at that on Monday. How about that?
3: Okay, yeah. We'll yeah. see how these games go before yeah. we actually yeah. pick the national yeah. championship game. I like that.
1: Yeah. All right, so. So you and I are, really have the same picks for Saturday.
3: Yeah, Duke and Kansas in yeah. the national championship game.
1: Monday. Yeah, which would be fun, won't it?
3: It would be. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun uh, come Monday. I mean, no matter who the teams are, uh, you're going to get – Talented teams that are very well coached. But, yeah, Duke and Kansas would be pretty uh, – You, it doesn't get more blue blood than that, does yeah. it?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. That would be uh, two of the top three, is that right? Or maybe two of the top four winningest programs of all time. Kansas is now number one. They passed Kentucky this year. Um, either Duke or North Carolina is – Kentucky's two – Either Duke or North Carolina's three, and the other one's four. Oh, I got you. So you got you. three of the top four winningest programs of all time, right. In this Final Four, and
3: should have been all four, probably. Well, <laughs> but <laughs> Kentucky, yeah, not so much in that first round right. game.
1: It's blue. It's blue enough. Yeah. It, this this one's blue enough, absolutely.
3: And you know that that's not to, you know Villanova is is getting there. I mean, you're talking about two national championships yeah. and now another Final Four in the last four. five years. Yeah, in the last five years, absolutely.
1: Yeah. yeah. All right, that'll be fun. Be fun to watch tomorrow. The game's at uh, 5.09, tip off Kansas and Villanova. Second game will follow that. So that'll be, uh, what, about 7.38 or so. Um, I think 7.39 is when it's scheduled to tip off the second game. And remember, they're on TBS this year. It'll, it'll be the CBS announcers. Right. But it's on TBS as part of the uh, this agreement with Turner and CBS. A lot of folks are going to, I think, naturally go to CBS and say, you know, where's the game? Where's the game? I can't find the games. Right. But they're on TBS this year, now, Saturday and Monday.
3: Part of this is due to my laziness and part of it's due to my cheapness. Hmm. Uh, but I don't have an antenna for the local stations just because um, the one I did bought just didn't work very well. So yeah. I took it back and I was like, eh, I don't ever watch local TV. But that means I don't get to watch uh, things on CBS. Mm. Uh, but I do get TBS. So I'm glad. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> I'll get to watch the game. I mean, I can always go to my brother's or yeah. go across the street to my former employer and, you know, sit yeah. there and watch it. But right. I like watching games at home. Yeah. It's so great. I have a nice TV. It's not the biggest, but it's HD 4K, you Ooh, know. Nice. Yeah, and, yeah, that'd and, be great. And I love being able to sit there with my dog and watch sports and, you know, not miss anything because I can go right behind me in the kitchen in my (laughs) very small apartment right there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, I just prefer that. And then so since it's on TBS, I can watch it. I'm glad.
1: All right. So those are the games, the national championship games, uh, semifinals, national semifinals coming up tomorrow. Take a break back with more in just a moment. We're glad you're with us. Let's get a check of weather as we go to the break. And uh, we'll be back with more a little bit later. Let you hear from Michael Ford, Baylor's first year track and field coach, Baylor hosting the Baylor Invitational. It's underway today, one event today. The majority of the meet comes up tomorrow. Let you hear from Michael Ford coming up. Here on ESPN Central Texas. Find Alliance Bank with their several locations in Waco and new location in Temple and let them help you and your business succeed. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief
3: Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear this evening with increasing clouds overnight. There's just a weak front that moves through. Could see a few sprinkles, nothing major. Low temperatures fall to 53 degrees and then a beautiful weekend. Mostly sunny on Saturday, 81 and mostly sunny,
4: even warmer on Sunday and 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather.
2: City Ranch Boot Company has a new location and they can't wait to see you. Choose your skin. Choose your design. Let them create that perfect pair of boots, belt, wallet, or handbag. With over 30 years of leather industry, owner Jay Kelly and his team know their stuff. Design boots for the bride and groom or the entire wedding party. Put your company logo on boots as sales incentive or thank your employees. Incorporate your ranch brand or the name of your ranch as a gift for your family. Bring them in for a lifelong memory. City Ranch Boot Company, custom designed, locally owned, family operated, and Texas made. City Ranch Boot Company brings you a unique experience. Shop off the shelf or design yourself. City Ranch Boot Company, located at 10267 North River Crossing, just off Highway 6 and 185, next to the JoCo building. Call them at 254-855-7225. Find them on Facebook and Instagram, too. Or visit their website, City Ranch Boot. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at
4: CentexSportsFan.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! (laughs) Turns out he likes to do it by feel. (laughs) Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. (laughs) And headlights. (laughs) They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Ward Lawrence with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Xavier made a basket with 3.1 seconds left to beat Texas A&M 73 to 72 for the NIT championship. Pro Bowl Bobby Wagner has signed a five-year, fifty million dollar deal with the LA Rams. Dallas Mavericks at Washington tonight. Tip is at six o'clock. Mavericks have already locked up a playoff spot. Women's final four tonight, Louisville and South Carolina tip at six o'clock, and UConn and Stanford will tip at 8.30. Baylor softball has a weekend series with Oklahoma State starting tonight at 6.30. You can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And Baylor baseball also has a home series with ETSU this weekend, starting tonight, first pitch at 6.30. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central
0: Texas.
1: Bob Seller's funky bump of the day on this Friday. That is Earth, Wind, and Fire in the Stone. And uh, use that one today, Aaron, because uh, I've said this before. Every time we go to Allen Fieldhouse, the KU Pep Band pregame plays this song. Like, I mean, every time we go. So I'm guessing every pregame they play this song. So. Mm. It's really cool, and it sounds great. I mean, they'll fire it up, and Pat and I'll <laughs> nudge each <laughs> right. other and say, here it is. Fire
3: with the wind of fire, so, there they yeah, go.
1: Yeah, and it's a good version that they play, too. So there you go. Uh, Shout-out to the Jayhawk pep band within the Stone and, of course, the Rob Sellers' funky bump of the day on this Friday. Hey, we'll hear from uh, Michael Ford, Baylor's first-year track and field coach, coming up next segment. Let me run through uh, what's going on in Baylor athletics this weekend. Men's tennis. Uh, big weekend, really big weekend. They are who uh, not hosting, but they're at Texas tonight, 6 p.m., then home hosting TCU on Sunday at 1. That's a big meet. That's number three in the nation, number four in the nation. Baylor and TCU in the conference home opener on Sunday. They will have uh, a lot of giveaways there, gold pom-poms. Um, What else? It's a gold out for that match on Sunday at 1 p.m. outdoors at the Herd Tennis Center. So a really big one there for Michael Woodson and Baylor Men's Tennis on Sunday. Baseball non-conference weekend against East Tennessee State. It uh, begins tonight, 6.30, tomorrow at 3, Sunday at 1. All three games right here on ESPN Central Texas. And Baylor softball, big weekend at Getterman Stadium, hosting sixth-ranked Oklahoma State. They'll play tonight at 6.30. Make note, tomorrow's game, originally 2 o'clock, now 7 o'clock tomorrow. It'll be nationally televised on ESPN tomorrow evening at 7, and then Sunday at 1 for the series finale, Baylor and Oklahoma State, Big 12 softball. Uh, we'll talk track uh, in a moment, but the Baylor Invitational is this weekend. The hammer throw is today, and then every other event is tomorrow. They begin at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, and it's all at the Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. Great weather looks like great weather for the weekend. Uh, Michael Ford was on the coaches' show with us last night, and we were talking. I don't know if this was in a break or or on the air, but we were saying, "Man, you we have had all kinds of weather. I mean." Literally any type of weather you can imagine through the years, this meet has uh, has seen that from snow, from sleet, from a, uh, a storm coming in. And they were racing literally to try to beat the storm and get as many events in as they could to a nice spring day. And looks like this year they're going to get a nice spring day for the Baylor Invitational tomorrow on the banks of the Brazos. Then the Michael Johnson uh, Invitational comes up later in the month, April 22nd and 23rd. And acrobatics and tumbling in action tomorrow, 5 o'clock in the Farrell Center. They, the number one team in the nation, the six-time defending national champions, they are hosting Hawaii Pacific tomorrow at 5. Come uh, be uh, part of that. Support this a uh, and team that is just terrific. I mean, really, really good. Aaron, uh, were you running the coaches show last night? Were you here for that?
3: I was, yes. Okay.
1: Did you notice the uh fan uh crowd reaction when Coach Fee was introduced? That's because uh her team, most of her team was there last night at Rudy's, and it was really fun. And they filled out uh uh questions for the coach and we asked those of Coach Mulkey last night. But uh really, really uh fun night at the Baylor Coaches show, thanks to Rudy's and thanks to uh uh track and field and acrobatics and tumbling our two sports spotlighted last night really really fun there in acrobatics and tumbling on national peanut butter and jelly day tomorrow they will give uh 500 uh crustables Uncrustables. oh uncrustables yeah. okay thanks <laughs> to uh the first 500 fans that rem- come through the I doors remember tomorrow. that from last night you' are yeah. asking for clarification and I couldn't remember which it was uh-huh. but it's uncrustables yes do you not. like those have you ever had they're,
3: those they're amazing
1: I know they're pretty good
3: I mean you know it's just a pre-made peanut butter and jelly sandwich but it's just but
1: it's pretty good it
3: really is they <laughs> get the ratio right yeah, you know and that's yeah, important yeah and then there's no crust you Thust, know hence the, na- yeah, hence yeah. the name yeah hence the name but that's a big part of it too yeah. you know um yeah I love them I could I could eat three or four at a sitting easily
1: mm, pretty good all right if uh if I can snag you one tomorrow I will do that. I don't know that I can because they're going to go fast. But National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day tomorrow and uh, Uncrustables will be given to the first 500 through the door. So that'll be fun. Acrobatics and Tumbling, uh, their final home meet of the year, they'll recognize the seniors um, tomorrow post-meet and uh, fun, fun day for Acrobatics and Tumbling. All right, take a break. When we come back, more on the Baylor Invitational, track and field, and we'll visit with first-year track and field head coach Michael Ford, We'll have that when we come back. John Morris Show brought to you in part by D'Amore Fine Jewelers, D'Amore at forty-five forty-one West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged
0: recently on Game Time from CBSSports.com. J.H.J. and Roger. You know, obviously, they did lose their head coach, Lincoln Riley. uh, But more than anything else, they've got lost at so many key positions. They've lost their quarterback, their leading rusher, their leading tacklers. They're replacing a bunch of key guys at a lot of different positions. And then on top of that, they're going to be running a different defensive system, and they don't quite have the personnel to run it at this point. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
1: wouldn't call your doctor accountant or mechanic using a 1-800 number so why your bank if you have to dial 1-800 you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you come to central national
4: bank and experience the difference bank different bank central central national bank member fdic
0: espn central texas is your home of the texas rangers
4: ray maliazzi here for ebay motors
0: And A lot of people, when they come in, they'll say, I'm usually much more active, but since I've been in pain, I've had to limit the activities I'm doing.
5: You're listening to Janelle, an
3: arch support specialist at the Goodfeet Store.
0: The next step is getting them in the right arch supports. After walking around with the arch supports, they'll feel much freer and lighter. Our goal is to have that long-term change for them to make sure that they're continuing to notice a difference in their life.
3: Try them for yourself with a free fitting at the Goodfeet Store.
2: Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Ward Lynch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Xavier made a basket with 3.1 seconds left to beat Texas A&M 73 to 72 for the NIT championship. Pro Bowl Bobby Wagner has signed a five-year, fifty million dollar deal with the LA Rams. Dallas Mavericks at Washington tonight. Tip is at six o'clock. Mavericks have already locked up a playoff spot. Women's final four tonight, Louisville and South Carolina tip at 6 o'clock, and UConn and Stanford will tip at 8.30. Baylor softball has a weekend series with Oklahoma State starting tonight at 6.30. You can hear that game on 101.3 FM. And Baylor baseball also has a home series with ETSU this weekend, starting tonight first pitch at 6:30, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
0: back to today's JMO Radio Show from the Allen Samuel Studios. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
2: I in you, I know
1: you back with us, John Morris Show on this Friday afternoon. Just past the uh, bottom of the hour, we'll take it to the top of the hour, hand things off to Matt Mosley. At 4 o'clock today, John Morris, Aaron Sexton, and the Allen Samuels Studios. Allen Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at allensamuelsdcj.com. Hey, remind you again, uh, running through tomorrow, and it began on Wednesday, it's uh, the John Hart Trunk Show going on at Morrison's Gifts. Semi-annual John Hart Trunk Show, March 30th through Saturday, April 2nd, Come by for special pricing on John Hart leather and canvas totes, purses, backpacks, luggage, and accessories. They're in stock with lots of choices for graduation gifts. Great idea there. At Morrison. They are uh, Morrison's, they are offering free personalization on all John Hart products as well as a free gift for purchases over $50. Come by. They invite you to have a cold Dr. Pepper and snacks while you shop. That is Morrison's Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business. Where are they? They're at the corner of Waco Drive and Valley Mills right next to Jason's Deli. Morrison's Gifts for the John Hart Trunk Show through tomorrow. All right, track and field hosting the uh, Baylor Invitational. Comes up uh, for the most part tomorrow. One event today, everything else tomorrow. We visited this week with Michael Ford on our Sikkim podcast. Here's a portion of that Sikkim podcast. Brooke Bednarz and I visiting with first-year Baylor track and field coach, Michael Ford. We want to talk about some of the uh, performances in Austin, but I want to ask you about your first year as a head coach okay. and the legacy. Uh, you know, the yeah. Baylor legacy of track and field is just great. I mean, of course, Coach, coach Hart for you know half that's a right. century. You know, their coaching, and then Todd Harbor, and now you all Baylor guys. You yeah. know, as head coaches of the program, uh, that's got to be. Uh, you got to be proud of that. You know, you're you following in that legacy.
5: Yeah, it's. Uh, I think the other day I was um, I was actually laying down, and it was weird. Coach Harper sent me a text and was like, hey, good luck at Texas Relays. And I was like, yeah, Coach, everything is good. And then probably 10 minutes later, Coach Hart sent me wow. another text. And wow. I was like, hey, hey, we're, I'm going to come down and watch you run, watch the team run at Texas Relays. And so it was we've – always, we've always preached family, and so for them to – continue to keep in contact with me is all it's been awesome um and then me just knowing the tradition that we've had um but just want to make sure i keep it going with them
4: let's talk about your journey to becoming a head coach you had all the different roles um you know and kind of walk us through when you first came to be a coach at baylor to now
5: well Coach Art, me and Coach Art, I was uh, still living in Rochester, New York at the time. And uh, me and Coach Art kept in touch, uh, you know, because I was, I was starting to coach, starting to do my coaching career up at the University of Rochester. And um, so we kept in touch, talked about training and just uh, different training philosophies. And um, and then I remember I was also working at a law firm, too. And I'm looking out the window, and uh, Coach Art calls me he said, hey, got a, got a question for you. And I was like, hey, what's up? And he was just like, um, would you like to be a coach at Baylor. I was like, what, a track coach? And he's like, yeah, of course. Track coach. <laughs> and I said, when do you, I said, do I need to fly down for an interview or anything? He said, no, this is it right here. He said, just tell me yes or no. Wow. And I was like, You're whoa. Like, let me take a yeah. breath. Hold yeah. on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and
5: so I literally, I said, Hey, let me, let me talk it over with my family up there. And, um, and let me pray on it. And I prayed on it and God was kind of leading me towards Getting into coaching full time, and so I said sure, and um, so I came back down, and um, Coach Art met me. I remember we used to uh, we used to have a run. We had cars back then, and so I remember he dropping the keys off to uh, like a Montero Sport and say, "Hey, this is your car. Um, this is your company car now." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. This is awesome." <laughs> but literally, I I would say this: my first my first four years um, here, I didn't really coach a bunch. I just did a lot of recruiting um and at times it was frustrating because i couldn't implement anything but when i look back at it later it was probably the best four years i've ever had because i learned from one of the greatest coaches of all time um and then i think once we got comfortable with each other on the coaching side then he said hey you can go ahead and take over the sprints and so for me it was more of a me learning, learning his style, learning how he re- interacted with athletes, um, to to get get the best out of them, um, and so for me, it was the same thing, um, and so I think in like in maybe like oh five after like year four, he was just like, hey, you can take over the one and the two, you'll help me with the four and the four by fours. And that's what we did for for that for that um, that block of time, and then eventually started more so focusing on the one and the two and the, the relays. And we had we had some interaction where some of the short sprinters ran on the four by four, so we we talked a bunch then. And then of course when Coach Art retired, um, then I ended up being taking control over all the sprints and um and the in the short hurdles. Um, and and it kept going from there.
1: That is great. Great story. So do you just get a call one day
5: from Coach Hart? <laughs> oh yeah. Fresh
4: out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> you want to yeah. move back to Texas? Yeah, bad, bad. like
5: we I think we we talked pretty much like maybe maybe once a month just on yeah. training and he was asking me how things were going and um it was weird because the school I was at, University of Rochester, they were known as a distance school. Uh. And so when like uh Coach Hale, Tim Hale hired me, he was just like, "Hey, I want you to work with the sprints." And I was like, I, can't, I can run fast, <laughs> but I don't know if I can coach it. And he said, oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. So be, between Coach Hart, my my, uh, my club coach, uh, Cedric Walker, um, just kind of implementing programs and me going to some coaching clinics, um, that was probably the best thing that I ever did. But I think the, the time I had learning from Coach Hart um, by far was probably my best experience ever as a coach.
4: What was it like going from athlete to coach
5: um it's always different because as a coach as an athlete i mean you're listening to what your coach is telling you to do and you're you're trying to execute it as best you can and then as a coach i think the hardest part is getting them to do what you want them to do um and unlike other sports where you know they're about to mess up we can't call timeouts in track Uh, and field yeah and so i think not being able to control what they're doing on the track like that's the hard thing like I, I probably love field events more than anything because you can take one jump and you can make a correction but once that gun goes goes off you can't make a correction if you don't do it and I, I wish sometimes I could like run on the track I'm like time out time out yeah. after like the 100 meetings hey listen you got to get out faster <laughs> yeah. but you can't do that and so I think The the biggest adjustment for me is finding because kids are uh, I would say student athletes are different too. So trying to figure out what word works for them or a certain cue. Um, So I I might say push for a kid to push better down the track, and I might have to tell another kid I might have to say pull Hmm. or something else. So just trying to find out like what makes them click in the in the races overall. That's
1: great. What about the transition from being recruited by running for Coach Hart right. <laughs> to then working with him? That, that's a different uh, dynamic, isn't it?
5: Yeah, because Coach Hart's always been. I mean, I know John. You've you've interviewed him several times. Coach Hart is straight to the point, um, and you know where he's coming from, right? And as a recruit, he we talked briefly. I think in the in the process, maybe three times. And he didn't bother me. He just said, "Hey, we got the. This is your scholarship. This is a great school. I'm a great coach. Come." And that was it. Yeah. Um, kind of like
4: you don't need an interview. Yeah. This is the job.
5: <laughs> yes Very <or> similar, no. <laughs>
4: exactly.
5: <laughs> and so for me, it was he. He had uh, Michael Johnson at the time. He was still he was still training here, so he would call me from time to time. So I was like, okay, well. The, the fastest guy in the world is calling me. Oh, that's
4: a good recruiting that's tool, right there. That's a great recruiting tool.
5: And so, but Coach Hart, he was always like that. He was always, hey, this is what we want. Um, I remember <clears throat> when I came in for my visit, the visit was horrible. It was a rainy day. Um, it was, I was thinking Texas. Never, never i only, I only had, at the time, I only had been to Texas two times. Um, but this particular time on my visit, I love basketball. Basketball is probably my second favorite sport besides track. Went to the – Baylor had a – the men's team had a game at the Ferrell Center, and it was a gas leak, so they canceled the game. Oh. Oh, my gosh. So then the weather was not great at all.
4: So you're like, okay, oh, yeah. yay, Texas. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> and so
5: I think my only great experience was – Michael Johnson took me to, he picked me up in his Corvette and we uh-huh. went to, uh, the IHOP that's no longer here now on near campus. Yeah. And, but my, my, my talk with Coach Hart, he said, Hey, what do you want to, he said, what do you want to, um, he said, what do you want to do when you grow up? I said, well, I want to get my degree. I want to go to business. I want to go to business school. Um, I want to, I want to improve in track. Um, and I just want to be a, a part of a great program. He said, well. He said, the things I can't, he said, I can't promise you that I'll make you a national champ, but I can promise you if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And he said, we have one of the top business schools in the country. And he said, so if you do everything right, you'll graduate. And I was like, okay, coach. And he said, um, "And he said, I'll always be there for you. And that's all I needed. And so when I went home, I told my mom about the visit. And I said, hey, rain, cold, feral Center, Gas leak." <laughs> And she was like, you're not going to bail her. And I was like, no, I'm going because, <laughs> because, like, of okay. the, yeah, because of the following things, the family, the Christian, the Chris the Christian um, emphasis. And I knew that he would take care of me, even if I got hurt or anything like that, I would get, I was going to get taken care of.
4: And he still is.
5: Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> terrific. Yeah, and he was at the Texas Relays this week. That is wild. Yeah, yeah, that is wild. That man, that man is ageless. Yeah, you know he really
1: is. Uh, how much does he come around track these well, days? Well, it, it's
5: weird because I hadn't seen him probably since maybe around November. Yeah, and then like he'll send me text messages from time to time, just tell me the team's doing, how the team's doing, and um, he's like, "Hey, Mike, you're doing a great job. Keep it going." Um, and then. Uh, he texted me this week and said, hey, uh, I'm going to come to Texas Relays. I said, what do you need? Do you need me? He said, I just need a wristband to get into the meet. Sure. And I was like, okay. So uh, Coach uh, Ken Wheathorne brought him to the meet, and he watched the meet on Saturday. That's great. Um, so we got a chance to speak a little bit. Isn't that
1: great? Yeah. you know his body clock? It's yeah. this time of year.
5: He's gonna he's gonna yeah. be in Austin yeah. that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he'll probably be in uh, he'll probably be at the, uh, the, the doctor. I'm gonna the say the doctor. Invitational, this weekend. Invitational, yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, let's talk about some of the successes from the uh, Texas Relays okay. this past weekend. I think it's fair to put the headline as Johnny Brackens, right? Oh uh, yeah, you
5: can. <laughs> you, you wow, lead. You I, I you mean,
4: could, I guess you, you, yeah. could, you
5: could lead with Johnny Brackens. You could lead with. As uh, I prosper, right. yep. I mean yep. those are the two. You also had Nathaniel Ezekiel and the 400 hurdles. Uh, currently, right now, um, they're all number one in the country. In the country, in the country. Yeah. yeah. So we got three number one kids in the country Fantastic. right now in those events.
1: Johnny in the long jump broke a long-standing <laughs> Baylor school record. Uh, the outdoor record was held by Danny Brabham, set in 1973. Yeah.
5: And Johnny broke that 26, yeah. nine and three quarters was his mark. Yeah. No, I mean, he, it was funny because that was, we were speaking early, and I missed that jump and I, I saw the first one and he jumped 20, I believe 26, six. And I was like, okay, Johnny, I said, Hey, it's a great start. And then I rushed back we we're getting the relays together. And then I looked on my phone to look at the results, and I saw his second jump, and we, when he broke that record, I was like, whoa. And I said, let me just find out what the r- win reading was, make sure that it was a legal jump. And it was, and so I was like, oh, my gosh, that's uh, awesome. And I was like, I think that's a school record. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, again, that's part of yeah. your, you know, yeah. you would know it's a print record just like yeah, that. Yeah, just yeah. like that, But, that's, yeah. uh,
5: but I, I just knew, like, when you get into that that 27- Foot barrier. Yeah. That's th- that's always like the big barrier. So to jump twenty six nine, I mean that was impressive. He's he's been. I mean he's had an awesome freshman year so far. Um, going from indoor, being an all American indoor, um, and he's just he's just doing really good.
4: I was gonna say let's just not glaze over that part. Freshman, Freshman.
5: yeah. yeah. Same <laughs> with Zaza it's,
4: Prosper, right? Freshman in their first meet, yeah. making things like this happen is just incredible. And I feel like we've had the opportunity to do that a couple of times around here. So the track team is <laughs> <Yeah>. doing great.
5: <laughs> yeah. I think they just, I mean, uh, like Zaza, his for us wasn't, um, wasn't, it was expected. I mean, he was, he was, a uh, top four at under 20 world championships last year as, a, um, in at the world championship. So his mark wasn't, we thought he would do well. Um, coming in and he, even his first couple throws, they weren't great and um, but then he just got I mean, he got into the groove Um, competition was really good Um, in the javelin, especially in the A section and he just launched it and we're like looking at it and it's not coming down (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that was definitely impressive and and that, that, because that record was, there are parallels because Nick Lyons who had the school record Coach Brabham, Coach Tim. Wow, yeah, that's you know, great. So yeah. it was awesome to see that. Yeah, very cool. All
1: right, that's a portion of uh, one of our recent Sikkim podcasts with Michael Ford. In fact, earlier this week with Michael Ford, more on the Baylor website or wherever you download your podcast with Michael Ford, new track and field coach at Baylor, first year here, first year as the head coach. He's been here for a while. But Baylor hosting the Baylor Invitational this weekend at Clyde Hart Track and Field Stadium. Take a break, be back, wrap things up in the 3 p.m. hour on a Friday. We are brought to you in part by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. It was very nice to be there yesterday. Visit with Mike Mosel, Chantel, all the folks at the Baylor Club yesterday. Just so fun to go there and soak it up. Remember, the uh, club table is back. If you like that, basically their buffet uh, for lunch, that the menu items change every day, it is back That's one of the uh, calling cards, really, of the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium. A lot of events coming up here in the month of April. Mike told us us, uh, April and May are their busiest months of the year outside football season. So a lot of events coming up. Check them out on the web at thebaylorclub.com. And if you have questions about making reservations, questions about membership, uh, or to talk to someone about renting a private space, maybe a graduation party at the Baylor Club, Give them a call at 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium.
5: Baylor, Big 12 Softball, this weekend on 101.3 FM.
1: It's Baylor and Oklahoma State this weekend at Gatterman Stadium. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 7, and Sunday at 1 for the Bears and the Cowgirls.
5: Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM.
4: Each new year
1: brings a renewed sense of resolve to live life better, which means it's a great time to talk about the state of your personal wealth. I'm Joe Kaleo. If you'd like to start the year with a more robust wealth strategy, we'll help you find new opportunities to meet your
2: goals. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
0: The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
1: Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Wrecker Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Wrecker Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. with us great way to
4: close
1: the hour close the week here in the 3 p.m. hour but plenty more to come live and local the matt mosley show four to six coming up as soon as we sign off aaron will be right there in the same spot he's standing right now for another couple of hours uh what do you guys have coming up between four and six today
3: we will hear from legendary former baylor football coach grant taff as nice. he is uh getting a statue at his alma mater is that his um
1: McMurray? Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to I wanted to double check. Um so uh Matt will talk with uh, coach Taft and we will also talk with former Baylor associate head coach and now the head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raider football team, Joey McGuire. Oh, okay. Very so good. Be next hour plus uh, the usual things. Campus confidential and uh, where we will talk about the latest goings-on in college football and college basketball, lots of uh, hirings and firings in college basketball and lots of transfer portal news, so we'll get to all that. But most importantly, Coach Taff and Coach McGuire.
1: Very cool. That'll be good. So that's coming up, Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton, here uh, between 4 and 6 here on ESPN Central Texas. Remember, weekday mornings, it is game time with Tom Ward and Garrett. That is Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m., On Game Time, right here on ESPN Central Texas. We mentioned some birthdays today on this Friday, first day of April. I am not fooling on any of these, okay? Uh, It is Abby Ellison's birthday today. Abby from uh, Diamore Fine Jewelers. Abby, happy birthday to you today. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Mo Linguis' birthday, former Baylor defensive back, who is now, where is he now? He the new head coach at Buffalo. Is that right? Mm, I think that's right, but I'm not positive. Mo Linguist, uh, his birthday is today. Bonnie Jones' birthday is today. Former Baylor offensive lineman. Uh, Reggie Vonner's birthday is today. Happy birthday to Reggie. Uh, Steven Bardo, up in Illinois. Joe Williams, former Baylor defensive back. Eugene Hall, former Baylor defensive lineman. Great group there. So happy birthday to that group on April the 1st. Aaron, anybody to add to the list?
3: A couple. Today is John Morris's birthday. Not the voice of the Bears. Ah. British cricketer, John Morris. British cricketer. I just saw that. Apparently <laughs> he's a great. famous cricket player in England. And today is, let's see, 36, 56. Today he turns 58. So happy birthday to the British John Morris.
1: Nice. I like it.
3: No fool. And, and no now, April Fools. I'll have to let me get back to my other <laughs> list. Uh, Randy Orton, professional wrestler, yeah. turns 42 today. And I had one more. Oh, producer Br- Barry mm. Uh He turns 69. He a producer of a bunch of huge movies. The one that uh, jumps to mind first is the first Men in Black movie mm. with Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. But he's got. Just a, a very long list of huge blockbusters Absolutely, that he does. produced.
1: So Very cool. All right, very good. Good birthdays there. Happy birthday to you. Uh, if we missed you, I do apologize. I'm going to move out of here. Matt Mosley is coming in. Matt will take it uh, from 4 to 6 today. Remember, Baylor baseball on the air tonight. Baylor softball is on 101.3 FM. And uh, we've got uh, men's tennis home versus TCU, that big match on Sunday at 1. Acrobatics and tumbling tomorrow at 5 in the Farrell Center. And, uh, and football continues their spring drills. They've got to practice tomorrow morning. Unfortunately, not open to the public. So uh, we appreciate you being with us. Hope you enjoyed hearing from Michael Ford earlier with the Baylor Invitational this weekend as well. Aaron, have a nice weekend. You too. We will see you Monday, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks very much. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Keep it here on ESPN Central Texas. This is
2: a highly listened to program.
5: Coach Rod and the Bears back at Baylor Ballpark. And here on ESPN Central Texas.
1: It's a non-conference weekend this weekend at Baylor Ballpark for Coach Rod and the Bears, hosting East Tennessee State. Games Friday at 6.30, Saturday at 3, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor Bear Baseball.
5: The home of Baylor Bear Baseball. ESPN Central Texas.